CBHDD is reminding people that the Georgia Crisis and Access Line can help those worried about opioid and stimulant misuse. The toll-free number is online and is active 24-7. More information at opioidresponse.info. Welcome, everybody, to the Bitter Southerner podcast from Georgia Public Broadcasting and the magazine I edit, The Bitter Southerner. I'm your host, and my name is Chuck Reese, and every year in the Bitter Southerner magazine, we run through the best recordings made in the South and or by Southerners who are living elsewhere. And when we began our podcast with season one last year, we did a bonus episode where I, by myself, ran through the top 10 albums on our annual list of the best Southern albums of the year. Uh, But this year, I thought it would be fun if people got to hear folks other than me talk about these records. So we invited a music critic whose writing and opinions I have long respected, Ann Powers of NPR Music. Welcome, Ann. Well, thank you so much for having me today, Chuck. I don't know if anyone would want to hear me talk as much as they enjoy hearing you talk, but (laughs) I'll do my best. Well, I enjoy hearing you talk as much as I enjoy hearing (laughs) myself talk, so I think it'll probably work out. Uh, As we move on through this episode, our producer, Sean Powers, uh, no relation to Ann, even though she sometimes refers to him as... uh, her long-lost cousin. Uh, Sean's going to play DJ through the show for us today and bring up the tracks that we want to hear off our top 10 albums. My cousin, my secret cousin. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So why don't we dive right in and talk about what's number 10 on our list. It's an album by an Atlanta musician named Faye Webster, who was in her early 20s, and it's called Atlanta Millionaires Club. Sean, why don't you go ahead and cue up uh, what used to be mine? That sounds like a country song, <laughs> because it is a, a country way. song, in a way. I first saw her perform when I believe she was 14 years old. Wow. I miss your house on the hill The one with your room Your voice, you're the only one with it. It reminds me of what used to be mine. She's done a lot of interesting things. She, uh, in addition to being uh, a musician, is also a photographer and uh, began doing a lot of work for one of the rap labels here in Atlanta called Awful Records, which is a fairly uh, avant-garde rap label. She started shooting a lot of pictures for them and pictures of other rappers around town. You know, this is a record that's also got, you know, rap features on it, and it's just really interesting. I'm, I'm real curious what you think about it. Well, um, 
I love Faye Webster's uh, mastery and the way she doesn't overstate her mastery of different forms. So, yes, she is working in, you know, country Americana vein in some ways, but she also reminds me just as much of indie singer-songwriters like uh, Julia Jacqueline, for example, who huh, yeah. uh, Australian artist who I just absolutely love, who made one of my favorite records this year. Um, here's the thing about this generation, um, and you really see it, I think, in, in a lot of singer-songwriters' work. They are post-genre. <laughs> you know, the, right. they are not feeling confined uh, by definitions that previous generations have, have uh, sometimes fought hard to preserve. I miss your shirt that didn't fit right I've worn it to sleep once or twice Try not to go where I first met you It reminds me of what used to be mine Speaking of generations, that kind of takes us into the next uh, song on our list, which is from our number nine best record of the year, So Much Fun by Young Thug. So, Sean, why don't you play a little bit of a song called Cartier Gucci Scarf, and then we'll talk about where Young Thug fits in things generationally. All right, now, Young Thug is 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 part of a generation of of hip hop people in Atlanta, who, as of about a decade or so ago, and it was primarily uh, Young Thug and Future were the two rappers who who really brought a whole new style to things. So, Ann, I know I've uh, occasionally heard you talk about Young Thug's records on the air. And uh, I, I wonder what you think about this one, what you think about his whole career. I'm really interested in, in what's happened in hip-hop in the 21st century um, regionally, but in a different new region, Chuck. And that region is the internet, you know, and the land of SoundCloud. <laughs> right, right. These young artists who are coming up, you know, on platforms like SoundCloud, what I love the most is their fearlessness in in using language in new ways, um, the playfulness of, of their words and their vocality, which relates, again, uh, to identity, which I was talking about a little bit a minute ago. Um, and Young Thug is such an interesting character, right? Because he has this very gender fluid side to him. Um, in some ways, he's sort of classic you know, hardcore rap. <laughs> Wipe the Cartiers off with a Gucci scarf. Now, you know, one way to look at a song like that would be, you know, why would anybody build a song around dropping the name brands of Cartier and Patek Philippe watches and Gucci scarves and Mercedes and Maybach automobiles. But the other way 
and how I try to see a song like that is that it's a testament to achievement by people in his community. Well, I mean, okay, let's just talk about the idea of authenticity for a minute. Right. Um, and history. I, I think, you know, name-checking brands it works on a lot of levels in hip hop, one level is is practical. Frankly, um, you can make strong connections with brands, and that might benefit you as an artist. Um, but also, name checking brands is is part of the lingua franca of hip hop, and doing it in clever uh, ways that are going to be memorable. That's part of the art and poetry of hip hop. Uh, to me, it's not really about. Uh, reality at all necessarily it's about um it's about language i don't think it's an accident that this record is called so much fun you know he's having so much fun and and he's refining and and you know really sharpening his skills on this on this album And this seems, Chuck, the appropriate moment to name a song that will not be on your list, but that I think is one of the greatest singles of all time, and it's definitely of 2019, Old Town Road. So, oh, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> another, I completely another agree Southerner, with you. Another Southerner, Lil Nas X. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the Old Town Road, I'm gonna ride till I can't no more, I'm gonna take my In Old Town Road, you know, he says, Riding on a horse, you can whip your Porsche. I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that porch. That's brilliant. That's like combining the language of the Wild West with the Dirty South all in four lines. And that is the art that, that people like Lil Nas X and Young Thug are, are really perfecting. I only bring up Lil Nas X to say he also references Gucci in, in Old Town Road. So Gucci, Gucci's still happening, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, he never stops happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so now let's switch gears to something completely different. The number eight album on our list is called While I'm Living, and it's by Tanya Tucker. Could you play a little bit of I Don't Owe You Anything? Oh, I got something to say. Well, it's a long walk down the hallway, but it's a short drive to the bank. Ain't it a bitch learning the hard way? It might be easier than you think. Now you can keep my tears and my good years and your Sears and Roebuck ring. 
And I'll take this show on down the road. I don't owe you anything. Now, I love that song because it's a song. Now you're in my neck of the woods. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's a song by a 61-year-old woman from Texas saying exactly who she is. I don't need your front porch swing. I raised up all your babies. I don't owe you anything. You know, it's interesting because, you know, Tanya Tucker is 61 years old, and she had her first hit, Delta Dawn, when she was only 13. She's been in this business for more than 40 years, and I'm not sure a lot of people saw this record coming this year. One person who saw this record coming, Chuck, was uh, Brandi Carlisle, because she basically... uh, made it happen or she and Tanya together made it happen along with Tim and Phil Hanserat the twins who are Brandy's main collaborators Delta Dawn was according to Brandy Carlisle one of her favorite songs when she was 13 (laughs) you know (laughs) she's listened to, to Tanya her whole life and and so she made it a goal uh to help Tanya find a, a new space you know within country Americana kind of in that that what I like to call the third way or the middle path between country and Americana music and uh, they realized that so perfectly on this record I mean there's so many older artists who you know connect with younger artists to try to do a career reboot but oftentimes it feels forced this feels the opposite of force as you said it, it's comes straight from Tanya's heart well I made you baby for the last time you close her out to dry I know you like my own reflection I see her in your eyes You know, sometimes this record makes me think that Brandy Carlisle might be to Tanya Tucker as Rick Rubin was to Johnny Cash. Like it, it I make, love that. It makes me wonder if this might be the beginning of, of, of a late-life run of really great stuff from Ms. Tucker. She's amazing, and her voice sounds so great. I mean, it's weathered. It's, it is, she, you know, she sounds her age, but she sounds her age with, with perfect intonation and breath and, and, you know, beautiful tone. And that is another aspect of this album that I love so much. I hope there's more Tanny to come. I, I really hope so, too. Hello, raised up all your baby. And I don't owe you a god dang thing. Hell no. <laughs> uh, let's move on to number seven on our list, which is a record called Sound and Fury by Sturgill Simpson. Why don't you bring up Remember to Breathe? I'm talking to... Sean Powers, our DJ on this show. You know what, Ann? 
<laughs> what? I think with this record, Sturgill Simpson has just decided he's going to behave like Bob Dylan for the rest of his life <laughs> and do exactly what he wants to. Did you really expect anything else from him at this point, or even before this point? No, not really. You know, and he's such an interesting—he's such an interesting artist and such an amazing writer and and musician. And you know, his his touring band is just a force of nature. They're incredible. And if you like me, you know, see Sturgill a lot whenever you can. Uh, you probably weren't that surprised by this record, were you? Because he has been playing heavy music for quite some time. You know, I hear uh, late 80s ZZ Top all over this record. I don't know if it's a tonal thing or the way he... He incorporates different elements even into his lyrics, but you know he's uh, still listening to Wu-Tang, even if he's sort of sound-checking ZZ Top. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? As a companion to this album, he released an uh, anime, basically a short film, on, on Netflix, working with some of the greats of Japanese animation, anime. Um, and that's where his, his brain is at, you know, that he can connect basically southern rock with a little hip-hop flavor to anime, to those fantasy worlds. Um, it's, again, it's an example of how music now really is defying any kind of boundary anyone will put around it. The number six record on our list this year is the only jazz record to make it into our top ten in 2019, and it's called Ancestral Recall, and it's by an artist originally from New Orleans named Christian Scott Atunde Ajua. And uh, could you fade up, Mr. DJ, at about 2.20 in Eye on the Night? I am as conscious of its eye as in my essence I and I am both the music and the boom bass of the storm. I own the night and the stars, brightest suns of distant galaxies. I am the darkness of my earth form holding space. I own the night. He is just so full of music that, that has to get out of him and, and the way he expresses you know his concerns and, and and the current concerns of his people at the same time just continually amazes me i haven't you know i i haven't gotten this excited about a new jazz record in in a long time he's kind of my number one young player the thing about Ajua is that he seems more interested not just in making avant-garde music, but in making tunes that both in their sound and in their occasional lyrics speak directly to the concerns of his community. 
Absolutely. Absolutely, and in a very different way than, say, uh, Wynton Marsalis doing that. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. Um, you know, it's... it's uh, I've been thinking a lot about fusion music lately, and... Um, I know that word is a dirty one to some people, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, think about how in the 70s uh, there was a lot of boundary crossing and, you know, we could call that a post-genre era too. Right. Um, but one of the most important things about, uh, about fusion is what happens actually in the process of music making maybe this sounds facile but you know we we critics responders like you and me chuck we think about what we're hearing and how we're processing it to me one of the most important things about what ajua is doing is he he is creating uh, a vision of community that crosses so many boundaries and turning us on to a sense of history uh, that, you know, connects with Native American music, connects with Caribbean music, um, connects with old New Orleans jazz traditions, but but also with hip-hop, you know? We've got Saul Williams, a great slam poet, on that track. Right. Um, it's a new way of thinking about the past. It's, a, it's an Afro-futurist way of thinking about the past. Which is, is, you know, something that's very valuable in the evolution of the culture of the South. Absolutely. Now, number five on our list, we're going to go back to the hip hop here, and but we're going to get to talk about, you know, generational things here, too. Uh, number five on our list is an album called Mirrorland by an Atlanta group called Earth Gang. Play a little bit of Top Down, would you? Doctor told me I should rest. But I ain't gonna never ever quit. I like girls with pretty feet. Yeah. And jeans that'll never ever fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top Down. You know, I, I got to say about this record that the, the two young men who make up Earth Gang, Olu and maybe the best rap name of, of this decade, Wow Great, uh, they, <laughs> they have made a record, you know, this record has gotten them a lot of comparisons to Outkast, but... it's. It's hard to it's hard to avoid that when a you're from Atlanta and b you're you know making freaky fun music that that you know is saying a lot but also is so playful like this record is. It doesn't sound like an outcast record, but it does bring the listener, at least it brought me, the same kind of excitement about something new and different that outcast brought me a generation ago in the 90s. You know, because what Outkast did was take everything that had been happening in the earliest days of Dirty South Hip Hop, like Goody Mob and people like that, and they mishmashed it up into something none of us had ever heard before. And that's kind of what I feel like Earth Gang has done with the sound of Atlanta hip hop that Young Thug and Future ushered in about a decade ago. 
that's very interesting. I, that that makes a lot of sense. Like they're they're pushing that whole aesthetic forward or into a new place. I don't waste time on the phone like that, and I stay leaving text on red. I had the minute at home, I ran into a flame, but I can't really call her my ex. She said, I see you, I know you've been working, little daddy, you look like you getting to the check. I know you focus on work, but I can't help but notice you can't talk about nothing else. What about you? How's your mental? How do you cope? Also, um, I don't want to say they're making it accessible in a new way, because, I mean, the rappers you were just mentioned are million-selling huge stars. Yeah, um, exactly. But there's something about this record, and I have to say you turned me on to this chuck and i'm really grateful um there's something about earth gang that you know connects with with soul in a different way it connects with rock and roll in a different way and I, I i really like that you know who i thought of when i heard this record this might surprise you it's another southern uh, act that uh, has accomplished a lot this year it's tank and the bangas from new orleans you know what um, I would never have drawn that line, but you're absolutely right. I'm just saying that in the same way that Earth Gang um, is playing with a lot of elements and bringing joy to the process, so is Tank, you know? Exactly, exactly. And and you may have just explained why I love them both so much. Let's move on to number four, which is by a band called Our Native Daughters. But that uh, we should probably begin by talking a little about a little bit about who this band consists of, um, and that is Rhiannon Giddens, the former Carolina Chocolate Drop, uh, a cellist yes. named Layla McCalla, uh a multi-instrumentalist named Allison Russell who plays in a couple of bands called Poe Girl and Birds of Chicago. And then there is Amethyst Kia who, who takes the lead on this song. Sean, play a little bit of the opening track on this record, please. Your precious God ain't gonna bless me because I'm black myself. That is an anthem. That is my favorite anthem of the year. Oh my gosh, I love this record so much. I love these women so much. I, I You know, they are all my heroes, every single one of them. Uh, their solo projects, their projects with other groups I've followed avidly for a long time. Um, and this album, uh, it, it's more than just an act of music making it's a, an act of history making and of confronting history
encourage anyone who explores this record to get the whole package because it has beautiful liner notes and really will teach you so much about um, the legacies that our Native Daughters are tapping into, whether it's um, African-American folk music, civil rights uh, music, like that song really evokes. And plus, it's just a virtuoso tour de force of these incredible players and singers. You can tell I'm a little excited about our Native Daughters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finding myself wondering if this is going to be the number one record on your list of the year. I'm excited for more always from from all four of these women. I'm so ex- glad that you highlighted a song by uh, featuring Amethyst Kia because she's going to be putting out a solo record. I I hope this coming year that I I think we'll be talking about next December. Well, I didn't know that, and now I got something to look forward to. Thank you. Let's move on to number three on our list, uh, which is an album called Purple Mountains by a band of the same name uh, that will obviously cease to exist after this one record. Could you play a little bit of That's Just the Way I Feel, please? Well, I don't like talking to myself, but someone's got to say it, hell, I mean. Now, you know, when David Berman, uh, the voice you just heard there, hung himself in August, not long after this record came out, I heard people say things like, wow, this record is his suicide note. And that kind of made me really uncomfortable, you know. But, but when you listen to this record, it is hard to ignore that throughout it, David Berman was explaining why the why he felt like the only way out of what haunted him was to get out forever. I don't admire his choice, but I do admire the hell out of this record's honesty. I mean, David Berman was uh, such a beloved person uh, to so many people here in Nashville. In fact, we well, lived I, in I Nashville just, for a while. 
Yes, he did. And, and I went to a show the other night, the guitarist William Tyler, who played in David Berman's band, Silver Jews, and actually um, Cassie Berman, who was married uh, to David, they were separated at the time of, right. of David Berman's death. Um, she got up and sang a Silver Jews song. It was a very emotional night and really brought home the the depth of of love and respect for for him as an artist, as a person, as a poet. Um, I didn't know him, but after his death, I was extremely moved uh, by the testimonies of so many people to the power of his work, and and you know the humor and yeah. and uh, you know perceptiveness of his work, and I think it's really hard to talk about the work of people who've taken their own lives uh, because, you know, that end point is always uh, kind of in sight when you're talking about the work. And the end of all wanting is all I've been wanting and that's just the way that I I do encourage people to think about this record separate from that event as well, uh, because while despair is palpable in a lot of these songs, I think it, it is also uh, about living with depression, um, about right. living with that struggle, and, and uh, that's as much the value of it. I was so far gone in Fargo. He writes song lyrics at a level that, that that few people are able to achieve, and if you if you're going to go out on one, this is a pretty great record to go out on, I suppose. And the end of all wanting is all I've been wanting. The end of all wanting is all I've been wanting. Let's go to number two. Brittany Howard of the Alabama Shakes makes her first solo record called Jamie. Every time I listen to this album, which is a lot, 
<laughs> I, I also think that Brittany Howard just decided to smoke a little weed and preach love for a whole record. <laughs> The second I heard this record, I knew that it was going to be my record of the year. My love and admiration for Brittany Howard is just knows no bounds. I, I was living in Alabama when the Alabama Shakes first uh, began their, their rise. And I was inspired by her the first time Patterson Hood told me, you got to go see this band. And I remain almost more inspired by her than anybody else working today. so inspired by Brittany Howard it's it's because she has charted her own growth in her music and uh, you know in doing so created a, a new sound that is beautifully connected to uh, the legacies of soul and funk and rock Brittany Howard is telling stories uh, rooted in her own life and experience that resonate so powerfully in 2019. You know, stories about being a woman of color from the South, uh, traveling across the country, uh, having all these different experiences, being a queer woman, mm -hmm. uh, proudly, you know, celebrating love and being in love um, about so much I don't you know I'm I'm losing the ability to even be articulate I'm so excited about this record <laughs> damn <laughs> it was a big argument on our staff whether this record went at number one or number two. <laughs> and we ultimately went with somebody else, another uh, young African-American woman, uh, this one from another small town in the South, Snow Hill, North Carolina. And I've been to Snow Hill. It's country, you know. <laughs> and her name is Rhapsody, and her album, mm -hmm. which we think is the best Southern record of the year, is called Eve. Play a little bit of a song called Whoopi, and that's spelled like Whoopi Goldberg, by the way. Yeah. Give it to me now. Give it to me now. They gon' make a sister act up Turn my attitude back up Get a bag, get a bag, get a bag Got the money up Call the girls up for backup Yeah, 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 yeah They gon' make a sister act up Turn my attitude back up Get a bag, get a bag, get a bag Got the money up Call the girls up for backup Yeah, 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 yeah Okay, Ann <laughs> Let me tell you a couple I, Go ahead Tell what? me a couple No, no, you go ahead yeah, I, I'm gonna tell you a couple things I thought After about two listens to this record One 
it made me think that maybe she is the best rapper alive right now. I fell out laughing when I heard that because, like, that's like an old school rap dig of the highest order. This record is very vital in today's society because it asserts the power of all women and black women in particular and also takes shots at the men who were considered the kings among rappers. If you ever take a shot, say big lie with my team, got the rock been groove for the thorn. I ain't have to tie not don't back it up. Y'all talking a lot. I spot feel like poker dot. You can better chop your lace boy. I ain't talking 50 cent on the homie dot. I'm cracking up. Is this all you got? 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 This all you got. Is this all you got? Is this all you got? I I hear something new every time I return to this record. But Talking about the frame, you know, making a record where she not only celebrates uh, womanhood and black womanhood in the abstract, she, you know, structured the whole album around uh, telling the stories of the women who inspired her, but also, you know, whose legacy she is upholding and, and furthering. Uh, and just so our listeners understand, almost all of the song titles are the names of important black women in our history. And Rhapsody's album crystallizes this effort uh, to reclaim history, to make history present. Don't make me get the trap house. Got me laughing, laughing out loud. Laughing out loud. You make a sister act out. You about to hear my... They're going to make a sister act up. Turn my attitude back up. She makes history present in our lives, in the lives of her listeners and what is more important than that right now we we desperately need that and it's such a uh, an important focus of this year with projects like the new york times 1619 project which was helmed by nicole hannah jones um what you're doing at the bitter southerner uh what i'm trying to do with our project turning the tables at npr Mm -hmm. um is to show people that we stand on this ground and this ground is still moving beneath us, you know? Um, that's what happens on this record. Get a bag, get a bag, get a bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ann Powers, thank you so much for agreeing to do this with us. You know, I think you and I already knew that we could sit around and talk about music for hours on end, but it was a privilege to, to get to do this Uh, with you today and I am grateful to you thank you well it was such a pleasure and uh, I hope we get to do it next year well I think that can be arranged (laughs) let's make it a date And with that, I'm going to say goodbye to everybody and remind everybody that Sean Powers, who was our DJ on this episode, is the producer of every episode of the Bitter Southerner podcast. Josephine Bennett is our wonderful editor. Uh, Our theme music, Ever South, was written by Patterson Hood and performed by his band, Drive by Truckers. 
We heard additional music from Dwarf Music today. And if you like our podcast, please review it and rate it on Apple Podcasts, even if you listen to it somewhere else. The Bitter Southerner Podcast is a co-production of Georgia Public Broadcasting and The Bitter Southerner Magazine. You can access more from each episode at gpb.org slash podcasts. I'm Chuck Reese, and my three instructions remain constant. Hug more necks. Abide no hatred. And always do what you love with the people you love. Mm-hmm.